Hey guys, and welcome back to Hope Ministries. I'm your podcast host, as always, Kenny. Excited because it's long overdue to bring this message to all of you. It's been a little bit over a month in between episodes, and I apologize for that, but I thank you guys so much for just sticking to the process, sticking to being part of this audience. Uh, You have no idea how much it blesses me, and I have a ton of updates I want to get into, so it's going to be a lengthy episode. I'm just letting you know right now, but I want to get to the updates right away so I can save some time. So I'm going to first address two very, very important birthdays that I haven't been able to have the time to talk about. And first being on January 25th, it was my beautiful mother, Yvette Ruiz Diaz, her birthday. So mom, shout out to you. You are an amazing woman. You are without a doubt the backbone of this family. Um, What you do in the kitchen is beyond blessed and magical. I mean, God has given you some amazing hands, but what you do in our hearts has been that much more. To see my brother and my sister just kind of reciprocate that love in their children um, and their marriages is because of you and dad. So I love you so much. Uh, You've done so much for me in particular, and you know that I'll always be the youngest one in your eyes, even though sometimes kind of sucks to be addressed as a grown man, as a baby. But, you know, I love you very much, and I hope that you have many more years, many more blessings, and very soon a grandchild from Laura and I. That we're going to segue into a second important birthday, which is my sister's birthday, which is on February 5th. Steph, happy birthday. You know it went down this past weekend and how important it was to me. I don't want to spoil it quite yet, but I'm going to keep it at surface level and say, Stephanie, I love you. You've been an amazing sister, an amazing older sister, or sister, a role model for me in so many ways. And uh, I, I really cannot fathom or even count uh, right now off the top of my head how many things that you've done for me that has led me to this very position recording a podcast episode so thank you for being a trailblazer and for setting the way along with my brother bryant both of you are a major inspiration and i love you both and you guys have made some cute babies um this, another update i want to get into is uh i want to congratulate the super bowl champions the kansas city chiefs um, they did knock out the Titans, which was kind of devastating for me, but they were a team that was resilient. But I don't only want to congratulate them on their Super Bowl victory, but apparently their victory ties to a prophetic word that was said when they would win the Super Bowl, they would be a, a revival of the gospel and uh, almost like a, an, uh, um, a wave of chief revivalists. People are going to go out into the world and are going to rise up uh, will raise up armies all around the world for the kingdom of God and for the for that almost like a channel for everyone to hear that gospel. So I'm very excited about that. I take those things very seriously. Uh, I love sports and I love God. So for me, when I hear something like that, it gets my attention. So pray about that. Um, pray that, that that really happens and that we see a revival of the gospel because I do believe we are in end times. A lot of things are happening that are biblical prophecies coming to life. So Let's jump on that and just keep on praying to God to release the workers because the harvest is plentiful. On top of that, guys, stay tuned for February 29th where Laura and I will be giving our first married couple teaching um, with our with one of the most our most favorite groups, RSG Youth, Ready, Set, Go Youth, up in Haverstraw, New York. They are such a blessing in so many ways. We have grown in the past two years with them, and it's just amazing what Pat Pastor Jackie's doing over there and how we're seeing the, them just grow, mature. Um, they're very young. They, they range in the, in the you know, around like 12, 13, all the way to about 25 age. So 
I know exactly what it is to, to be deal to deal and to speak with people like that. So I'm blessed. We're blessed. Pray for Laura and I that we come together and bring that word because it's our first time doing it. I know there'll be a lot of obstacles, but also a lot of blessings that we can give to people. On top of that, I wanted to also address that recently Laura and I went to go hang out with a dear sister of, uh, of ours, um, someone who's very special to us, and it's just that relationship is growing so organically and fast. Uh, our dear sister, Colby Romero, she invited us into literally the intimacy of her home where she does all her pottery. Guys, if you have a chance, just right now, let's take a pause together. Go on Instagram. I'll give you a second. And look up at spinning.glory that is her page it's amazing the that the, with the work of this woman's hands um, to see what she does to see that everything that she does is god inspired she doesn't just sit there and make things to make money she uh, she only makes things that god puts in her heart and she releases them and then she puts videos she makes amazing stories so again if you have a, if you have a chance go there follow her she does amazing work she allowed Laura and I to make two mugs. Well, she wanted us to make four mugs, but two of our of our works kind of broke down. But we made salsa bowls out of them, and we're gonna finish the process of glazing them. So it was such an experience, too, guys. If you have the opportunity to go sign up for a class or to witness it, pot making pottery is uh, edifying in a million ways. There's so many biblical verses that tie to it. We are the clay. God is the potter. It's just again so inspirational, and um, to me. Even though I hate having dry hands, I, I overcame that because the process was just so telling. It just really shows and depicts um, the way God takes us from the beginning all the way to the end and how he makes us beautiful in its time. So, uh, Kobe, again, thank you so much for that. Go follow her, spinning.glory on Instagram right now. But I do want to end the updates with this very, very special um, update. Guys, on February 2nd, it is officially the two-year mark of Hope Ministries. Guys, you have no idea how exciting it is, how much of a blessing it is, how much hard work was put into this. I mean, two years. I feel like I started this maybe a year ago. It's it's almost surreal and kind of crazy to think about we are at this point in, in Hope Ministries podcast station. So first and foremost, I want to thank every nation. I want to thank every city, every home, and every person who has contributed to this. Even the promoters, uh, Kobe being one of them, my beautiful wife, Laura, Nicole being another promoter, my parents, so the people at my church at Hope Ministries. Guys, you are all so amazing and inspirational. Thank you for getting the word out, for, pe for people to listen and to just grab, if it is even an ounce of hope and, and, and love to make it past their day, I am just thankful for that. But to me, even the people that were negative and said that you couldn't make it, even to the people who said, well, I'm not going to listen to it because it's not worth it. Regardless of what side you are on, I take it as, as inspiration and I'm thankful to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and my Heavenly Father, God, and the Holy Spirit who has led me in each and every one of these episode recordings. So thank you so much, guys. It's been a dream come true, and I know only there's there's a lot more to come. So Let's get into the title today. I'm already seven and a half minutes in, but today's title is going to be called Legacy and Anniversary. And you'll see why, obviously, my anniversary with the podcast, but legacy for a couple of reasons. But before I get into that, I do want to talk about first the Tampa surprise. Yes, this past weekend, um, my wife and I, along with my parents, we flew down to, to Tampa to surprise my sister and also to meet my 
amazingly handsome nephew Dominic for the first time. Now there were so many emotions going into this and it was funny, I want to give you guys a little backstory because um, my sister had texted my brother and I in a group chat and she was like, guys, it's so weird not to have you here on my birthday. I miss my brothers and I miss you guys so, so much and I can't wait to be back in New York. Now, when she sent this, it was literally three days before my flight. And my brother and I were laughing because, like, she has no idea. She's going to be blindsided. So that's a little backstory. But um, let's get into the actual uh, um, journey down there. Our flight was at 9.50 p.m. on Thursday night. And apparently there was a storm down the whole eastern seaboard. Uh, and it, it was, wow, it was not fun. The flight is usually two hours and five minutes. It was three hours and 38 minutes, I believe, which of those three hours and a half, two and a half hours were turbulence. Now guys, when I say turbulence, I'm not trying to sound like, oh, you know, it's like a little bit of a, a nauseating feeling, no. This is the type of turbulence that you you know what, that's it. God, uh, I'm gonna meet you right now. (laughs) This is over, I'm not gonna see my nephew. And uh, thank you for the life you've given me, 31 beautiful years, and I'll see you soon. But uh, I knew that God had obviously a bigger, you know, a a bigger picture fulfilling our our arrival to to Tampa was just another blessing that God has given to us. And uh, when we get there, obviously we're all super tired because it's three in the morning. Then we take a $90 cab ride to my sister's house and uh, what we did was my brother, my mother, my, my father first walked in and we waited about five minutes and then we surprised my sister at the door. And to tell you something, guys, uh, I really can't compare what happened in that moment to much in my life. Um, my sister broke down in tears. She hugged both of us and her words were, I cannot believe you're here. Am I dreaming? You know, and she was half awake, too, which kind of made sense that she said that. But it was just um, to me so deep. Uh, I, I miss my sister a lot and not seeing my nephew was hurtful even my, my brother-in-law George and who I want to give a special special shout out to him because this poor guy was planning all this how to hide it from my sister who was a hawk in her own way of, of finding out information um, the poor guy had to stay in the living room not turn the TV on because he couldn't wake up Dominic or my sister and he had to find a way to keep himself up till 3 in the morning and again George I love you man thank you for, for making this surprise happen and uh, not even that, opening our home because later on the next day, my cousins, all my cousins from Fort Lauderdale came up and surprised us and we had a whole like, you know, huge family thing there and celebrating my sister's birthday and obviously uh, seeing Dominic for the first time. So, you know, to, to all, all of this is amazing and I want to get into my, 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 my nephew Dominic because this little boy, uh, what he went through, if you haven't been updated on what he went through, he had, a, he had difficulties at birth. When he was born, yeah, he had gotten a lung infection and uh, he had gotten uh, bronchitis or, and pneumonia and uh, his, his lungs were not working. He actually was declared even dead at a point and uh, it was just a process. They had to intubate him, they had to do everything that happened to my father, which was so crazy because I don't think I would ever have to have gone through that process of anyone in my immediate family after my father. But to see how this kid has bounced back. He actually weighs more than my nephew, Leo, who was born a whole month before him. And just the fact that it's like, it's happening that way, you know, to me, um, I wanna give glory to God because of that. This kid was smiling, was laughing, was doing everything. He made my whole entire trip so beautiful. Um, And my wife, again, just loved it. I mean, to the point, guys, where we, because of Leo and Dominic, 
Laura and I are even thinking to accelerate that whole thing of having a child, but we're putting that in God's hands too. But Dominic was just so amazing. The whole experience, seeing him just move around and joyful and healthy um, was truly a blessing from God. So I'm so thankful for that. Even though my three-day experience was very exhausting, it was also exciting and unforgettable. I love my family so much. I love everyone that showed up. I love what God is doing in the midst of my family. And uh, I'm also excited for the day they come back because my sister is moving back to New York. Thank Jesus. And I'll see Dominic and Leo and everyone grow together in that, um, well, in that beautiful time. So again, that, that was something for me that was uh, was truly, truly inspirational. And I want you guys to kind of follow along because if I can kind of illustrate this for you, this episode is going to be like going down a stream, the same river, but just different sceneries. I'm going to kind of segue into things I want to talk about. So let's stay together on that boat. And I want to get into the anniversary from there. And uh, to me, guys, um, you know, this just if I just kind of looking back at the past two years of what God has done in this in this process with me if i can make one phrase from it i would say maturity through consistency guys uh, to be very to be very upfront and transparent about uh, this podcast it was never easy not even from the beginning uh, many might think oh well you know it wasn't hard you did five minute videos and only I mean, five minute recordings and even up to 10 minutes and you didn't really go longer than that and you know you had information and you have content or you have the gift for it too but guys it's not easy you know if, if I can be again open again there were so many times where I was exhausted so many times where I was sick so many times where I didn't even have things to talk about so many times where I felt pressured to make something so many times where I was like eh, I'm indifferent I don't want to do an episode this is stupid so many times where I'd have two listens or 30 listens so many times where I have no listens for like a whole week and to me all of that put together was building and forming my character it was making something in me that I just Again, I, I thank God for it because I even think this stuff helped me become the husband that I'm becoming, the son that I became, uh, the uncle I'm going to become, I mean, the minister I am, the, the leader that I'm becoming. It played such an intricate role in everything that I'm doing for the kingdom. So all those times where people were, were saying that your podcast episode is awesome, some who have said, I haven't heard it yet, and they're very close to you, which kind of hurts. And some people who are like, yeah, it's cool. I'm happy you're doing that. And you're, you're killing time and being productive, I guess, you know. But all in all, I mean, it was never easy. And I'm thankful the Holy Spirit continued to, to fill me up with information and fill me up with revelation. And that's one thing too, guys. It's, it's not going to get to the point where you're going to just be like, all right, Let's do it because I'm good. No, you have to pray. You have to connect with the Holy Spirit. You have to ask God for guidance because all this stuff needs to edify. It's not only about getting content out. It's about releasing things that are actually going to edify people's lives because you have no idea where it's going to go. To me, when I finally saw the analytics and I saw that it's getting to countries in Pakistan, Brazil, Spain, um, all these countries, Norway, I was like floored. I'm like, wow, these people are listening to my podcast, you know? And um, to me, I realized that it's very important that when I release content, it's going to help people get through their lives. So, you know, if I, I want to give um, some advice for everyone out there who's, who's starting anything. Maybe it's a podcast, a YouTube channel, a company, a business, a relationship, whatever it is. But my first advice is put Jesus all over it. That's the very first thing. I love how the commandments... Um, say that's almost like the same commandments jesus gave us he said first love your god with everything 
You know, love your God with all your heart and your mind uh, and your soul. And that's the first commandment. So I'm going to give that as a first bit of advice. Put Jesus into it. Pray over it. Connect with him. Ask him for guidance. Speak about him. Promote it. Uh, release the gospel of good news. You know, it's everything that we need. It's the greatest legacy of all time. Knowing Jesus because since the beginning till now and to the end, that he's going to remain the same and he's going to be the most overpowering, overpowering headline forever and ever. So put Jesus in the middle of it. If it's a business, put him in the finances. If it's a relationship, put him right in the middle. If it's a podcast or a YouTube channel, whatever it is, or, or a blog or a vlog, put Jesus there and trust me, wherever he's going to take you, it's going to be a blessing. And number two, it sounds kind of rhetorical, but put all your heart into it. You know, don't do it for the gram. Don't do it for your parents. Don't do it for your ex-girlfriend or for anyone that who doubted you or fired you. Be your number one cheerleader. There's been so many times where I would sit in my room or wherever I was recording my podcast and I would say, God, thank you for this. You've put this in me. I'm so blessed. And I would like re-hear, like re-listen to my podcast. And I'm like, wow, God, that was you speaking to edify someone and only and, and also edified me. So guys, don't do it for other people. I'm not saying that don't um, do it for to, to inspire and help other people, but don't do it for their approval. Don't do it for them to say, oh, you're so good and you're so smart and you're so talented. Do it because it's something that you're passionate about and you want to keep on doing it because there'll be some days where you get the applause and the audience, but there'll be some days where you get nobody. In the end, you're still you. In the, in the end, you're still growing. In the end, you're still edifying and loving people and having God as your best friend while you do it. So those are two very important things. Again, guys, you have to realize that your legacy will only go to a certain extent, but the legacy of salvation, the legacy of Jesus, that goes on forever. Whatever you're doing, trust God. That legacy will mean everything. When people, even your grandchildren will hear it one day and say, wow, my grandfather, my grandmother really sowed all their life into Jesus. And thank you for that, that I get to absorb. Where they started, I get to absorb that and climb even higher, you know? And that kind of leads me right into the legacy of Kobe. Guys, you knew I had to get Kobe in this. If you know me very well, Kobe Bryant... Listen, I hate using the word idol because I know how much that is disgusted in the eyes of God, but he was the closest thing that I had to a childhood idol and someone I wanted to emulate. And the reason why he was and is still is my favorite athlete of all time is because of his hard work and determination. The Mamba mentality, if you guys have ever heard Kobe Bryant be called the Black Mamba, that was something to me that stood out. Like you've heard people work hard and do very interesting and, and different workouts and, and kind of like set themselves apart. But what Kobe created, I feel like it was a culture. Like yes, yeah, certain athletes, certain workers, certain business owners, whatever it is, they have something and it works for them and they thrive. But it's a whole different thing to create a floor plan, almost like a blueprint of how to become successful. And to me, the Mamba mentality, it pushed aside all procrastination, laziness, blame, lies, hate, excuses, bitterness, and says, we're going to get done. We're going to make this happen. Whatever's in front of me, it's going to happen. And that, to me, just grabbed my attention. I won't lie to you. There will be so many times where I would do stuff in life, and I'm just like, I didn't do that with all my heart. I didn't do that with all my passion. I didn't do that with all who I am. And then I watched Kobe, you know, drop 50 in a game, uh, score all these points, play injured. I'm just like, wow, this guy's giving everything of who he is into the game. And 
Because he did this consistently, consistently, because he went down to Florida and watched flamingos on one leg to learn how to shoot on one leg, because he worked out with a broken ankle, because he took free throws with a torn Achilles, guys, because of those things, he was able to attain to become a slam dunk contest winner, to become a, a five-time NBA champion, to become an MVP, a, attain scoring titles, an Olympic gold medal. These are things that came about because of his hard work. And the legacy he's leaving behind, I mean, you saw Instagram explode when this man passed away. And it happened for like two or three days, and it wasn't just a one-day thing. People were just filling up their social media with Kobe Bryant, not because he was famous only, not because of the tragic death of him and all the victims of the chopper crash, but because of the hard work and the legacy he left behind. It's so tragic to see how it happened and you know everyone who lost uh, family members that day i'm praying for you guys i'm praying that god would use this for the good because what i believe is that if we love god he works everything for the good in our favor so i'm praying for the peace that surpasses all understanding i'm praying for that love right now i'm praying for everything that can almost numb you in this process and help you get through it and you can use it later on in life for something good but again guys this the, the way the the way this man lived kobe it impacted players who are playing now and players who are up and coming. It impacted the youth, the young players, and it impacted even parents. For all those who don't know that part of Kobe, this guy had four daughters. Yes, one of the most competitive people in all the world. How God did that was just almost funny. It was comical. This guy who's so competitive doesn't get one son. But he embraced that. He loved that. He said, you know what? Someone asked him, are you mad or upset or bitter that you don't have a, a, a son? He says, no, I love my girls. And if I could have five more girls, I would do it. And that to me, again, so many people are, are so stuck on, well, if you gave me a different platform, a different life, God, if you handed me different cards, I would do better. No, God gave you the perfect cards for your life because inside of you is the ability to handle those cards correctly. But you have to realize that's inside of you and inside of you lives the Holy Spirit. And if you connect with him and speak with him and communicate with him, you will leave a lasting legacy, not only of what you do as a professional, but the legacy of the kingdom and the gospel that God put inside of you to release over this world. For me, Kobe Bryant left an impact on me. Um, whether it was playing basketball, uh, it's my favorite sport to watch and play. I love soccer too, but basketball because of Kobe. I would stay up late on Thursdays uh, to watch uh, NBA TNT at 10.30 to watch the Lakers play every single time in high school. Uh, because of that, I probably had a lot of latenesses and I was exhausted in, in school. But he was just someone that I always wanted to watch. And to me, another thing no, no one talks about was when LeBron came into the league, he came with so much buzz, so much you know stardom already before even dribbling a ball. And Kobe had, I guess you could say, all the rights to concede to him and say, you know what, the NBA is yours, yours now, kid. But look at this. I want you guys to see this perspective. LeBron was known as the king. He came in all these things, accomplished all these things very quickly. But look where he's playing today. He's playing for the LA Lakers because he watched LeBron, Kobe do his thing. He watched how Kobe was an assassin, the black mama, the person who had the, was the most tenacious on the court. And he's playing in the very team that he built. Now, obviously, along with many greats like Magic Johnson and Oscar Robinson and them. But to me, it's just so crazy to see that. A man who should have conceded to LeBron and said, the NBA is yours, was fighting for that position. And he was saying, you know what? Game on. 
And that's what makes it so amazing. How many obstacles have come in your life? And you say, you know what, forget about it. I'm going to concede to this. I'm going to concede to that. But the Mamba mentality, the kingdom mentality has to rise up in you and say, I'm going to take on these endeavors, these struggles, these obstacles, and I'm going to overcome them. That's Amaze's legacy. Yeah, he's a great basketball player. Yes, he's a phenomenal father. But that was what stuck with me. To me, yesterday I preached about um, footprints, walking the talk. That at some point, someone's going to look back in your life and see your footprints. And my question is this. Where are your footprints going to lead the next generation? Where are your footprints going to lead people to life or to death? Are people going to be inspired when you die and say, what that person did, we're going to pick up and keep going on with, like Kobe did? People wearing number 8 and 24, the whole All-Star game is going to be altered to fit his death and his legacy and his tribute. What's going to happen when we pass away? What are we doing right now to leave footprints for our grandchildren, for our children, for the people we don't even know, for youth that we haven't even met yet, for people who are struggling in homes right now who are two, three, four years old and are being abused and have no idea where they want to go and have lost a father, lost a mother, they have no money. What can you do to inspire those people now? And many of us are still stuck on I don't have enough to give. I don't have my love to give. I don't have Jesus enough in me to give Jesus to those out there. Guys, it's time to be able to take who we are, dust ourselves off, and start letting the world know that we are not just lovers of Jesus, but we are here to represent that love in what we do. Your footprints are going to be everything. To me, um, the greatest footprint of all time is Jesus. I love how Jesus came here and he said, I didn't come here to condemn nobody, to do any kind of harm to anybody, but I came here to love, to bring back the captives, to to, to help the people get restored, to bring a real, genuine, authentic love to this world and to save all those who call upon me. And then he walked and he took 12 guys with him and said, I'm going to put this DNA in you and you're going to leave your footprints behind and you 12 are going to be leaving more footprints. And then from there, Paul, Apostle Paul goes to Timothy and the footprints of the kingdom are expanding. And let me tell you, the destination of the gospel is not just Long Island. It's just not the the northern part of the states. It's not the eastern or western hemispheres. It's not just certain continents. It says that the gospel will reach every single crevice and corner of the world before he returns. And my question to you is, how are you walking that life? What is the lasting legacy? One of my legacies is the thing I'm doing right now. Leaving behind information, and not just information, but revelation and love for those who will listen to me years and years after I go. People who hear says, wow, this kid created something that can give anyone and everyone hope. And it's not even my material. It's the gospel, which is the good news. And today I want to leave you with that. I'm not sure what you're going through. I'm not sure the struggles of life that you're encountering. But you're going to leave footprints. And people are going to see them. And people are going to see your work. They're going to see your fruit. And they're going to see whom you believed in. Because if you're saying you believe in Jesus, but everything is contrary to that, they'll see that. But if you say you believe in Jesus and you walk in those footprints of His, trust me, you'll lead everyone to the narrow path of life and you'll lead everyone to God the Father. I love and love that Jesus did that. He came here not to be called King, not to be called God, not to be famous, but He came here so He can literally leave the blueprint 
of how to walk to the Father and get to heaven and how to expand the kingdom here on earth. In the end, every knee shall bow. In the end, everything underneath, in and above the heavens, above the earth, will be His. And we can be partakers of that. We can be witnesses of that. So, what's your legacy right now? What are you working on? Do you want everyone to remember you as someone who paid his bills on time? Do you want everyone to remember you as someone who was nagging and and bitter and angry? Do you want everyone to remember you as someone who who was wavering? Sometimes he did, sometimes he didn't. Or do you want everyone to look back on your life and say, that person, regardless if he was sick, broken, tired, excited, whatever it was, he always did what the kingdom asked of him or her. You can control that destiny. You can't control what people are going to say about you. You can't control what's going to be done against you. But you can control how you react and what you do. Today, go out there and leave footprints. doesn't have to be a thousand at a time. doesn't have to be you know, a, a, a big chunk at a time. It could be a simple two footprints in the dirt, in the sand, in the snow, wherever you are. Leave them behind. Lead people back to the cross. Lead people back to restoration. Lead people back to redemption because they need it. And we all need it. I love you guys so much. Thank you again for, like I said before, bringing this dream into reality. For allowing me to to share and express myself through this podcast. Thank you for, for giving me your feedback. Thank you for everything you've done. You are such a part of this success. Such a part of this feat that I've reached. And uh, there's more to come. And if you're out there and you're looking for your inspiration, um, I want to inspire you right now. Go on and do it. Go do it and don't let anyone stop you. Don't let anything hinder you. The word says throw off everything that entangles you and hinders you and run the race of endurance with endurance. I inspire you with that. God bless you. I'll hear you next time in this podcast. I promise you it'll be this month. And I hope all of you have a great day.